Hello, and welcome to another episode of Stuttering, Demystified, and Beyond. I am Lori Malitsky. I haven't done an episode in a while, so I'm very, very excited. I am a speech-language pathologist who stuttered very severely. I specialize in it now, and I am here to educate you on stuttering and to share some experiences with my clients and also so much more than stuttering. So today I want to talk to you about why your speech, your speech therapy, specifically for stuttering, might not be working now. So I'm just going to give you some reasons that has happened to me, that has happened with some of the clients that I've worked with over 30 years, and what has helped me and what hasn't. So number one, as we know, stuttering therapy is very challenging. I almost equate it to exercise or somebody who wants to be an expert athlete. As we all know, if you really want to be an accomplished athlete, you have to do a tremendous amount of practice and self-discipline. So if you're getting speech once a week for a half an hour and you're not seeing progress, there's a good chance that it's not working. And it's not your fault. It's that either one, your insurance only allows for 130 minutes every day, there isn't time for more speech therapy, or other reasons. Number two, mindset and emotions. So mindset and emotions play a huge role in so many things that we do. So if our mindset is, I'm scared to talk, I'm scared to pick up a phone, I'm scared to say my name, I feel very anxious about it, then, then we have other layers that we have to go through. And again, if you're dealing with someone who doesn't know a huge amount about speech therapy, and unfortunately, stuttering is not something that many speech pathologists learn in school, and believe it or not, it's something that many of us fear because we don't know too much about. I mean, I wouldn't go skydiving because I don't know enough about skydiving and my anxiety would hold me back so much. And I know that's an extreme example, but I've spoken with so many speech pathologists over the years and I've gotten responses like, oh, I wouldn't go near stuttering. Oh, I'm so scared of stuttering. Um, I don't even know how to treat it. I don't know how to help. Um, I wouldn't even go near it. But unfortunately, when you're in a school, you have to, you have to uh, treat what you are given. So it's possible that you're not working on mindset enough and you're not working with a speech pathologist who really understands stuttering. Number three, and this is so key, sometimes people just say you have to use strategies. Now, if we just have to use strategies, then we would just teach people three strategies and they would be on their merry way. It's more challenging. It's like psychoanalysis. It's more complex. You need someone who can decipher it. So, for example, 
I am working with a young man I'll named Michael, who sometimes gets very stuck on his words. And we kind of figured out over many sessions that he was rushing out words. And we had to work a lot on time pressure. And we had to work on light contacts. And we had to work on mindset because he felt like his words weren't important enough for other people to listen to. And it's hard to understand that to the person who just is normally fluent. But to be honest with you, you need to feel confident in speaking. I remember when I got more fluent, which took many years at the age of 30, and I remember being in large groups, not really knowing like the proper etiquette, because I hadn't spoken for so long, and not knowing how to converse. And I know that feels odd, but people who stutter tend to be more quiet at times, and they don't really know the proper skills. So those are three main reasons. This is really, <laughs> there's so many. Number four, some people do stutter more severely than others. So we can't always aim for perfection. Sometimes we're either going to therapy to get rid of it or we do nothing. And to me, it's like weight loss. Are you better off losing 10 pounds? Or you're better off saying either I lose 100 or I'm doing nothing. That's advice I need. <laughs> um, Really, right? I mean, how many of you, you, you know, you go out, you're like, I'm going to go on this diet, and I'm going to lose 100 pounds, and then you, you don't lose, and then you're like, forget about it, and then you gain 10 pounds more. That's not good. Um, <laughs> believe me, I'm not judging because I struggle with that my whole life. Um, so perfection can do us in. The goal is to make progress. The goal is to make your communication a priority because your communication can lead you to make more friends at times, to, to get a promotion at work. Um, it led me to open up a private practice, to be a public speaker. And number five, sometimes honestly, we give up a little too easily. And I'm not pointing this at anybody in particular, but you do have to spend a lot of time. Um, some of my teens have stayed with me for, for 18 months and really have gone off to college and they're able to communicate. And we've worked a lot on mindset and what you say to yourself and how stuttering impacts them. So this is just a quick synopsis of how, you know, if you're frustrated with your speech therapy, with stuttering therapy, it might not be you, and it's usually not you. And so sometimes the speech pathologist just isn't experienced in stuttering. Please reach out if you need help. Um, I really did stutter so severely that people laughed at me a lot. And I am a public speaker now. And it was hard. I'm not telling you it was easy. It was an emotional investment to work on my mindset. It was a financial investment sometimes because my insurance didn't cover it. So I always try and work with people on that. So if I could help you in any way, 
please feel free to email me at laurie, L-O-R-I, at allislandspeech.com, or please check out my website, allislandspeech.com. We are trying to put together a group of adults to learn some basic strategies and mindset. It's very affordable. We already have two adults interested. We're trying to get at least four. It's going to meet Eastern Standard Time on Zoom on a Thursday evening. So if you're interested, please reach out. I would be so happy to help you. Have a nice day. Hello, I am your host, Lori Melnitsky, speech language pathologist and a person who stutters. Yes, I did stutter very severely, and I started this podcast to educate people on speech and many other speech subjects as well. I've been a speech pathologist for over 30 years and specialized it in New York and right now over telehealth in many states. Today, I'd like to talk to you about why acceptance maybe is an overused term in stuttering therapy. This is something that many people ask me. This is something that I'm very happy to speak about, and I'm going to actually have on some adults next week who stutter, and it's a a controversial topic. But since I stutter, I think I have, um, I'm so pleased to share my experiences with you, and Life is about controversy, so feel free to make any comments below. So acceptance to me means like you accept. I mean, obviously, we all have to accept who we are. What is it? We are people. We are breathing humans. We have to accept it. We are born with certain qualities. Some of us are born with a lot of compassion and caring. Some of us are are born with like the ability to be entrepreneurs. And yes, we have to accept it. Some of us are born and we start stuttering. And stuttering is so complex that I think the term acceptance gets overused to the point where some people aren't getting the help that they want. I personally did not grow up in an environment of accepting who you were as stuttering. It was many years ago. I was surrounded by practice groups. I was surrounded by others who stutter. And I was on a path to a more fluent lifestyle. Do I accept that I stutter? I really have no option. (laughs) Um, Do I continue to practice that that, um, more fluency? Yes. And that's more than strategies. I've learned how to communicate in a different manner. I've learned how to do public speaking in a different manner. I've learned how to combine my words in another manner. I've worked on my mindset. There were times when I had um, fluency therapy that didn't work as well as I could, and I moved on. For the most part, I never looked back. And it really wasn't after I found what worked and what has worked with many of my clients that I started to really feel better about myself and to be a more effective communicator. So I did have a, and I do have a father who stutters, who was like 85, who hardly stutters anymore. So he was my role model. And I also had many speech pathologists and people around me who stutter, who had really increased fluency as they got older. So for me to be more fluent was like giving me $5 million because 
I stuttered so badly that I'm, I'm not exaggerating. You would ask me my name. I couldn't say it. I would feel blocking in my throat. Um, I couldn't raise my hand in school. I couldn't do public speaking. And even at one point, I was afraid to specialize in stuttering therapy because I didn't feel good about myself. And if you stutter and you choose to accept it and you've found a way to manage it, more power to you. But life is about options. And my practice, All Island Speech and Stuttering Therapy, works a lot with teens and adults. It's very unique, and actually all ages, on becoming more fluent. There are certainly times when school-age kids come to me because their parents want them coming, and they're really not in the right state of mind. You know, it takes kids a long time to develop, no matter how mature we think they are, they're still dealing with a lot of inner emotions. My practice deals a lot with changing things to change your mindset, to feel better about yourself. I'm a life coach also. I felt that was a really needed component. Um, I've done some NLP work myself, which is really a way of like rewiring your brain, a certain type of therapy to learn in a certain way. So my path, and I, I encourage you if you stutter, and remember, everybody stutters differently. We tend to look at it like all the same. There are some people who stutter mildly. There are some people who hide it, who what we call more covert. There are some people who are moderate, and there are some people who stutter very severely, and that requires more intensive therapy. So what I found over the years is that I personally, because I stuttered more severely, and I paused a lot, needed more intensive therapy. And yes, that involves a lot of work. It involves a lot of sacrifice. Um, I used to sometimes go on a vacation to a more intensive fluency. I still have situations, especially around family. Um, I guess because I know they love me no matter what, that I do stutter a bit more than I would like to, and I have to accept it, but I still, it bothers me. So when I go in a room and people only believe in acceptance and I get outed because I'm the fluency person, I always remind them, I'm not the fluency person. No one's 100% fluent. For me, it's important to be as fluent as I can be because I can't communicate. And when I couldn't communicate, I couldn't go on job interviews. I couldn't participate in school. And yes, I mean, you have to kind of desensitize yourself because there are times you might stutter and you don't want to fall apart. And that's okay. But life is about doing what works for you. When our kids are young, the, the kids are doing what, what works for us. So if the stuttering bothers us and not them, we sometimes bring them into therapy and it's sometimes not the right moment. But certainly by the time they're in their teenage years, and I've worked with many school-agers, by the way, who have done really well because it's something that really bothers them. So I've learned that you must keep talking Yes, despite stuttering, I often believe that my stuttering took a new level when um, my younger daughter, I had to go to some meetings for her in middle school and high school because she had ADHD and I had to really fight 
Forest Services. And that was one time where I was going to accept how I spoke no matter what, because I wanted her to get help. And that somehow, every time I had to like go into a harder situation, it desensitized myself. At one point, I couldn't even say my name. So I would go into like a Starbucks, I would try and call people on the phone. Um, and try and say my name as much as possible. There was one time I would say it a hundred times every day. I would pick up a phone and make believe I was on it. So I do believe that my wisdom over 30 years um, has gotten me into that. So if you are being told that you have to accept, feel free to give me a call, feel free to check out my website at www.allislandspeech.com. Acceptance isn't for everyone. And just like, in, that's the right, you know, intermittent fasting for dieting isn't for everyone. Just like certain therapies are not for everyone and not all physical therapists are for everyone who hurt their leg and not all chiropractors are for everyone who hurt their back. Being someone who stutters, I understand and I can help you develop a customized, customized plan that works for you, okay? So if you're accepting stuttering and you feel it's not for you, Give me a call. Email me, Lori, L-O-R-I, at allislandspeech.com. We actually have an adult group that's going to be meeting soon. Thank you so much for listening. Look in the mirror. Say, I am enough. And believe in you. Try and believe in you. And sometimes we need help. That, that isn't easy. Remember, my website is www.allislandspeech. And thank you for listening. And following. Have a wonderful day. And remember, there was a time where I couldn't even answer the phone. And I'm on with you now. So believe in you and believe there is hope.